0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, a called preacher. Have you ever heard the expression, a call to preach? It's something that we sometimes speak of. Sometimes ministers speak about their being called to preach. Churches, for instance, speak about calling someone to be their pastor or recognizing someone to be a particular agent of God in some capacity, uh, such as an evangelist or or a, a minister of the word. So the expression, a called to preach. Now there is such a thing, it may not exactly be what we have in mind, but God did call preachers sometimes in the past. Many times they were called prophets, especially in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's mentioned that God, through Christ, has given to the church various gifts. Among them are the apostles. We know those were the 12 apostles, plus Paul, the foundation, the human foundation of the Christian church. And prophets. Uh, We have the prophets of the Old Covenant, and we have prophesying in the New. But we have The primary ones that we know as continuous is that God calls some to evangelism and some calls for pastor-teacher. The word really is uh, functioning in both ways. One can be a preacher, that is, one who primarily proclaims the word of God, uh, but in so doing he conveys teaching from God's word, or a teacher whose primary focus is on the conveying of information to the people of God, and the preacher's emphasis is on the exhortation, the application of the word of God uh, to the lives of the people. Uh, there's various calls to ministry that we can speak of from the word of God, from both old covenant scriptures and new covenant. So I wanna think about this expression a uh, call preacher. For there's some notable characters in the Bible that were called to be proclaimers, that is, heralds of God's word. One of these in the New Testament was the Apostle Paul. His real name is Saul of Tarsus and his real name is Paul or Apollos who was, that was his real name as well because his Greek name is Apollos whereas his Hebrew name was Saul. So the Apostle Paul relates his calling on the day of his conversion to the Messiah, Jesus, in Acts 26. It wasn't anything that he was seeking. It was something that God simply had decided. When he saved Saul of Tarsus, he also called him to be a minister of the word of God to the Gentiles. Now, he didn't know the full implication of this at the time, but he heard the word. And it came to pass. Here's what he says in Acts 26. I heard a voice speaking to me in Aramaic. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to convince the goads. And I ask, who are you, Lord? Now, Paul is giving his testimony before King Agrippa. And he goes on. The Lord replied to Saul, I'm Jesus, the one you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. I've appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and a witness of what you've seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and a share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision instead I preached Now soon after his conversion when the Lord heals him of his blindness and the scales falls from his eyes and he's filled with the spirit of God and he's baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ he soon began to exercise the ministry of a witness to Christ so his first ministry of preaching was as a witness to who Jesus Christ was, and to what Christ had done, even in saving him. Now, Paul's young friend, a younger believer named Timothy, also had a call to preach, and Paul writes about that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. This is what he says. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead... Endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now it's interesting here that Timothy received the call to be an evangelist, and at the same time, he is called to be a pastor. He will be installed as a pastor later. So he does the work of evangelism, and in the course of that, God also sets him apart to become pastor of churches that Paul himself established So here we have examples of being called to preach, that is, called to proclaim the word of God, to teach what it teaches, to call people to belief in God, to submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, to an embrace of the gospel, into the joys and benefits of the salvation that God himself has made for his people. And this is so needed because people like teachers. They like speakers who give them what they like, who tell them what they want to hear. And we have many preachers like that in the world today. Many teachers and uh, speakers who give people what they want. The Bible calls it scratching the itching of the ears. So we have examples here in the New Testament. Here's Paul, who's call to preach, and he's going to be primarily a proclaimer of Jesus Christ among the Gentiles, establishing the church in the Gentile areas. That's interesting, because Paul, in his young years as Saul, and an ardent follower of Judaism, was a strict Pharisee, and he really did not have interest in the Gentiles. But God set him apart to be the apostle to the Gentiles. You never know what God's going to do with a called man. God also called people in the old covenant days. We have examples of that. Uh, he called Moses, uh, and he called Moses at a burning bush. He called him to go back into Egypt when he was 80 years old to deliver the children of Israel, and to him he gave the law, and to him he delivered what's known as the old covenant the Mosaic covenant, the covenant God cut, especially with the ethnic people of Israel. But I want us to focus primarily on the call to preach in the New Testament because we're going to look at one in a subsequent protest of, about the prophets. I want us to think about this passage of Scripture that uh, Paul writes uh, to Timothy and also one that he writes Uh, to the church at Ephesus, which was a circular letter that went to all the different churches. He told us uh, in the letter to the Ephesians that the resurrected and ascended Lord Jesus Christ gives gifts to his people, to his church, and those gifts consist of men uh, who are called, some are called to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to build up the body of Christ until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. If you notice carefully that passage, these people, specifically we're speaking of the evangelist pastors and teachers, are called to equip the holy ones, that is God's people, people, The the people of the church, those who know Christ and the salvation of their souls, he's to equip them for the work of the ministry. So these are special people within the body. They're called to equip the other members of the body to do the work of ministry. They're to build them up in Christ. They're to build them up in the knowledge of the word of God so that they might grow to spiritual maturity and be able to exercise the ministry. The ministry of the word, the ministry of service, and all the other ministries that are detailed for us, and what are known as the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, then think of this passage uh, that Paul writes to to Timothy himself. If you want to to think about the fact, am, am I one who maybe God is tapping to be a called preacher that is set aside? for the task in some avenue of proclaiming with some consistency uh, the word of God as a teacher of the word, as a preacher of the word in the ministry of the church and in the ministry uh, to outsiders. The one to outsiders is that who would be an evangelist and those that are ministering inside are those who are Shepherds, they are pastors. A pastor is a shepherd. He's also known as an elder. He's also known as an overseer. And the old English word for overseer is that of a bishop. The Bible uses these terms interchangeably. So a pastor, a shepherd, uh, the elder, the teaching elder, the preaching, uh, teaching elder of the church or churches, But here's what Paul says in the qualifications. If you want to be an overseer, if you desire the work of a ministry, then this is what Paul writes. This saying is trustworthy. So it's a saying. He didn't make it up. It's a saying that's received as a truth and taught among the churches. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, aspires to be a bishop, uh, a pastor, uh, a teaching, preaching elder, then he desires a good work. So the very first thing one must consider is this aspect of aspiration. Do you desire, do you aspire to be one who engages in the work of the word of God as a special ministry of teaching and preaching within the church, then you desire a noble work. That's a great desire. And God gives us such desires so that he might fulfill those desires. But you also must understand that if God gives you a desire for the office, then he'd also give you the gifting for the office. Because the desire... And the gifting must go together because if one is to be an elder of the church, we're told a lot of character that they must have. But here's one thing that they must have: ability to teach others. Okay? They must have the ability to manage, they must have the ability to teach, as well as they must have one who has self-control. Now, these are some of the qualifications that are laid down, but this matter of desire is very important. But you know, desire can come in a lot of different flavors. We can desire an office or a thing because we want the praises of people. We can desire things uh, so that it can be measured and we can feel good about ourselves on some kind of objective measure of success. But one who desires, aspires to be A preacher called to preach God's word should be one who has the desire to really build up the body of Christ, to build up the church of Christ redeemed by his blood. He must have a desire and a love for God's word so that he feeds upon it, grows in the knowledge of it, and is able to teach that to others. He must have a love and a desire for the people of God to see them grow in the likeness of Christ, to help them in their struggles of sanctification, to help them when they fall down, to come alongside of them as the shepherd that he must be, just like our Lord Jesus, that can lift them up when they have fallen. This is a noble work, and people are called to it, and those who are called to it should pursue it with all of their heart, and they must give themselves to the work that God has called them to. Do you desire to be a called preacher, a called herald of the word of God? Oh, well, that's a noble calling, and that's a great desire. So what must you do about it? Well, you must pray. You must seek the face of God, and you must seek the heart of God so that he will impart into you his heart for his people, so that from that overflow you can minister as you should to the people of God, so you can proclaim the gospel to the outsiders as you should, as an evangel, one who brings good news to those who are perishing without the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You should seek him's face in prayer. You should seek his truth in the Word, and you should seek to qualify yourself as best you can to be an able administer of the Word of God, rightly discerning, understanding, teaching, and applying the Word of God to the hearts and lives of people. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights.